0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Card Advantage. I am Clues, one of your faithful hosts. Joining me, as always, is the other faithful host. It is Rich. Rich, how are you tonight? Doing pretty well. That is good to hear, my friend. We are also joined by another voice that is, uh, I guess, well-known to the folks on the MTG Cast network, but maybe not on this show. We are joined by none other than Bill, also known as Squee on Twitter. How are you, Bill?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm mainly here to mess with Chewy when he listens to this in three years. So, uh, no, no, hi, he's,
0: he's not gonna listen to this.
1: No no, he will eventually. He is oh. slowly making his way through your archives.
0: You're right, you're right. That is true. As he's been driving a lot, he has been listening to the archives. So uh let's see, what can we tell him that will just totally blow his mind?
1: Uh cut the red wire.
0: Yeah. Seriously. Wait, that
1: works better when you're telling a message from the future though. Oh. Um a message from the past, uh, right. Bet you wish you went to Vegas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Vegas, baby. Speaking of Vegas, some interesting announcements came out from, uh, Worlds just last week. Um,
2: well, first, before they announce it, I just want to commend, I mean, Shahar Jenhar, two years in a row.
0: Oh yeah. Just amazing.
2: Clearly, I mean, I want to say he's probably considers, probably considers him like the best magic player in the row, two years running. And I don't want to take that away from him, but I mean, he doesn't really win pro tours. He top eights, but doesn't that just kind of mean he's much better at meta gaming a smaller environment than a larger one?
0: You know, I think that's fair. I, I you know, different tournaments test different skills, um, and when you're only playing against the best I mean, people in the world,
1: like if you're meta gaming a larger tournament and still top aiding, you're still meta gaming just fine. Right. I mean, getting to the top eight is a massive achievement, and When you're in the top eight, you're not really playing against the metagame you planned for. You're playing against the other people that made it there too.
2: Does he have top eights? I'm trying to think.
0: I do not know. Is is there a website that just tracks pros and their, their finishes?
1: Probably.
0: I feel like there should be. I really, you can tell.
1: One would already exist.
0: Yeah, you can tell we've totally researched this particular part of the show.
2: But anyway, still, I mean, just con- con- big congrats to Shahar Shenhar. I mean, two years in a row—that's just so impressive. Uh, and I actually got to meet him when he was in Minneapolis. He was a really nice—he was really, really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm glad to see that he—you know—someone like him won.
0: So congratulations to him for uh for his his second Worlds. Uh per, I I I guess boy I I don't know even know how to finish that sentence. Dominating worlds twice. Way to go. Uh oh, hey, here is his player profile. I just dug it up uh from I think from last year's world championship at that point he had 5 Grand Prix top 8s. So he's had at least 5 Grand Prix top 8s.
2: Okay. No Pro Tour top
0: 8s. Uh zero as of last year. Yeah. But again, I don't have a profile from this year. The Wizard site is kind of down right now because it's well, it's the Wizard site, so uh, (laughs) can't find it there. But anyway, the
1: Vegas a little early.
0: It it might have. So the other announcement, and I just wanna, I just wanna back up for a minute here. So a while back there were announcements of Grand Prix TBD, to be determined, and it was in 2015. We knew it was going to be something. We knew it was going to be big. The uh, the scuttlebutt behind the scenes was, "Hey, there's this thing going on. You need to be there. Seriously, I can't tell you what it is, but you need to be there." And I had like five or six different people who I trust and who are in positions of uh, of power who knew these things who are like, "Yes, yeah, seriously, I can't tell you, but you need to be at this." And so speculation happened, and a lot of people figured, "Hey, this is going to be uh a new modern masters, and this is going to be in Vegas because they wouldn't tell us what it was or where it was and then worlds happens, and what do we find out at worlds except that
2: this it's is legacy masters in portland
0: that it's it's legacy masters, and it's it's in of all places. Uh, let's go with, uh, Bloomington, Indiana. I don't know why I just picked a name or, uh,
2: I already said Portland.
0: Yeah, I know you said Portland, but let's, uh, let's put it, uh,
2: nope, it's done.
0: No, no, we need to put it someplace far more remote than that.
1: Durham, North Carolina.
0: Yeah, that's not even remote (laughs) enough. That is not anywhere near remote enough. Uh, Cadillac, Michigan. Yeah, that's where it's going to be. It'll be the Cadillac of tournaments. At any rate, so it is, in fact, in Vegas, and it is, in fact, a new Modern Masters, specifically Modern Masters 2015, which we'll dissect that in just a second here. But here's what I want to know, because I don't have an answer to this. Why couldn't they have just told us this right up front?
2: How does that build suspense?
0: What's the point of building suspense? I could have been planning my travel plans for months now instead of just going, well, I think it's in Vegas, but I can't really plan for that because I don't know yet.
1: It's possible that they had not actually secured the venue yet, but they knew they were doing it.
0: Now, that is a possibility. But speaking of which, it is in a different venue in Vegas. Last time it was out on the edge of Vegas. Now it's in the heart of Vegas. So if you want to be just a stone's throw off the strip, uh, that's totally where it is, is the big convention center downtown. Which might make housing uh, or, excuse me, lodging a little a little more difficult or at least a little more pricey. But at least transportation should be a little better. Because it was hung way the hell out there at the last one. But, I digress. So, tonight, we thought that we would talk about uh, what we think might be in the upcoming Modern Masters. What this means for maybe modern as a format. What it means for for the whole game as a whole. Uh, maybe even what it means for legacy. But, uh, we thought we would talk about that. So, let me start with the name. So, it's not Modern Masters 2. Modern Masters 2015. What do you make of that?
1: Uh, I'm I worry that that means that they're planning on making this an annual release. Um, because they're not going to do 2015 and then 2017 and then 2019, or they would just come up with different names for them. Uh,
0: but I don't think they can sustain it as a once a year thing. Once every two years, yeah, I think they can get away with that. But uh, the name seems kind of weird if they're going to do that. You're right.
1: Well, it's also weird because um, part of the reason that they put year names on their products is for when they go into retail stores, and this is definitely not going to be at Target, so it's sort of weird all around.
0: Mm, you raise a good point, because they actually named it with a 2015, and it's coming out in 2015. I'm looking at you, Corsets, which is why they're killing off the Corset, but still. It's...
2: I don't know what it is. It's, I agree. I don't think this can sustain a yearly product. In, cause if it does, it's going to lose what makes it special and makes it unique. Even in the print, limited print run, cause there's only so much they can do that's like modern staples where they're not just printing junk mm-hmm. that to maintain the excitement. Cause eventually, you know, let's say they do this three years in a row, the fourth year is probably going to be just garbage. Like there'll be some reprints of stuff they've already done, but most of it will be just stuff that you don't really care about. Because there's only... I understand there's a lot they can try to do to explore the draft format, but I don't know if they have an annual basis to do, be able to just work from the old.
0: Yeah. I I don't know why they didn't just go with Modern Masters too.
1: It feels like they're setting up for a 5th edition disappointment, where after they've done this a few times, they'll just have the, you know... And here's all the other staples in the format that we haven't banned yet. But in practice... I don't see how they actually get more than two of these. Maybe they're going to change Modern Masters into being a bit more of a smaller, more limited release. And I don't mean that in the sense of, um like, harder to get. I mean that as in, like, instead of a 249-card set that people buy boxes of and, you know, $10 packs, maybe it just becomes more like the Commander products where it's like, and here's your set of staples um for this year. And you just get those Um because... Even if they do, like, an entirely different set of Modern Masters this year from last year, the format does not have enough variety that there are staples that can do this again and then again and then again. Now, they can start banning stuff to shake it up, but I don't think anyone's going to appreciate that. Um, Though that would be pretty funny if they were like, you know, now we're just going to ban – let's ban Delver and let's see what happens.
0: Excellent. I love it. Ship it. Make it happen.
1: And then here's our new modern, where everything is different, and then you have to get all these new staples, because you're in a post-Delver modern. And then the next year, when they're like, ah, that didn't work out, and they bring Delver back, and they ban something else, and just repeatedly go through that cycle, and instead of an (laughs) eternal format, it becomes a sort of gimmick format. Yeah. Almost like a giant cube.
0: Ah, interesting. A giant cube. Hmm.
1: Fortunately, they're not caught up in all the staples yet. Because, like even in this set we don't we're having trouble finding out how far forward it goes, but they're leaving themselves a bit of a buffer,
0: yeah okay, so let's let's talk for a minute just to just to recap for some history for some people who don't know. Let's talk about the original modern masters, so the original modern masters went from eighth edition through Alara reborn, so the the beginning of modern up through Alara reborn. Modern masters released in two thousand and thirteen. there was just one big limited event where you could play it. And that was at Vegas. And it was, it was crazy. Let's be honest. Uh, the turnout for it was, I don't want to say completely unexpected, but it was pretty unexpected. You know, they expected a few thousand people. GPs up until that point, cause it was a GP, the, 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 the event where it happened was GP Vegas. GPs up until that point had been starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, we of course by that time had already had, uh, GP Charlotte which had like 2,700 players, uh, which was crazy at the time. No one believed we could possibly have that many players. Uh, then we roll around to Vegas, and in Vegas we had, uh, what was it, just shy of 5,000 players, because they had a 5,000 player cap, which they initially didn't even think they were going to have to say out loud. It was just, you know, hey, you sign up for this, it's gonna be great, but uh, yeah, then- It was like
1: 44.92 and then the number dwindled a little bit more when they caught up on all the dupes and fake players and whatever. Yeah. But it's still just under 45, so it was like double what Charlotte was.
0: Which was insane. It was, it was actually literally like running four simultaneous GPs in the same room, cause that's what we did. Uh, and there are lots of stories I could tell about that event, but that's not really what tonight is about. But I, I just wanted to, to put it in context so everyone knew. And why was it so exciting? Well, uh, we were still somewhat early in the history of modern. You know, it was a format that had been around for what, about a year or two at that point. And it hadn't really caught on like wildfire yet. You know, it was being, it was picking up here and there. Uh, but it was, a draft format that was built for, for draft and for sealed. It was built for a limited environment. It was a limited print release. This was the only event where you were going to be able to play it at a big event. And there might have been some money cards that were in it. Money cards like, oh, I don't know, Goif and, uh, and Bob and Vindy Click, uh, cryptic command was in there i mean there were some nice money cards that you could go you could plop down your stupid amount of money just to sign up for the tournament you could open up a foil goif and just be done that's it you're done there's nothing more you need to do just leave
1: and every pack coming with a foil really up that gambling mentality yeah and that's something
0: that's returning yeah, so that's that's going to be one of the questions that we're going to have to address as we get to the new one. But, uh, you know, the, the original was an amazing experience. And the question is, can they recapture that spark with a second Modern Masters? And if they're going to make this an annual release, can they really capture that spark year after year after year? And I don't think you can. I think you got maybe two more in ya before it starts to become old hat. But... They're gonna to have to shake it up a lot to, to do anything more than that. I think, I think this one at least we can still ride the wave of the popularity of the original and as long as the set is designed well and there are still, you know, three or four money cards in it, I think it'll still get a great turnout. What do you guys think?
2: I think with even, I think you're right, it's gonna ride its wave, you know, ride the wave that it was. But I think that also leads to mediocrity and disappointment from people because it won't be as good, because nothing will be as good as what they remember. Even the actual Modern Masters is never going to be as good as they remember.
0: Oh yeah, it even hype. even it being so at that event, yeah,
2: yeah. So I don't know. I think it'll be a success. Um, I don't think it'll be as a big success because they've only been working on it for two years, and I, I I don't know for sure, but I think they worked on Modern Masters longer. So I don't know. They might be in a rush.
0: Well, they may have been working on this longer than that because you know they they probably had a really good idea that they had a hit on their hands before they even announced modern masters because they would That's have been possible. developing it and testing it and seeing that it was a good draft format that it was fun, so i don't know you know what we really need to do is to get somebody from wizards on and ask them, so we'll see what we can do about that hint hint um anyway. <clears throat> So that brings us to the new modern masters. Uh, old modern masters had a few money cards, uh, but remember it was, well, okay, let's, let me, let me ask this. So if we were to sit down and think about what are the constraints you have when attempting to design a set like this, what does it need to be able to do? Let me ask that.
2: It needs to be able to provide hard, harder to find cards or cards that haven't been printed in a while. Um, That are very popular in the format.
0: Okay, so it needs to increase availability of of desirable cards, whether they're money cards or just hard to find, but increase cards that are actually sought after. Okay, sure. What else do you do?
1: I think honestly, the biggest thing that it's going to have to do to work, and I know we haven't mentioned it yet, but I think it's important, is that these things are set to MSRP at ten bucks a pack, and for that to work. That's going to mean that the average quality of the cards in it has to float around that area. Or, I mean, if you open a $10 pack and it's the only one you get, and you get, like, a dumb Kamigawa Dragon, and it's a Mythic and you feel terrible because the rares were better, this product is not going to work. Um, I mean, I like, that doesn't mean that all the cards have to be great. But it has to be one of those things where if someone says, you know, hey, I'm gonna drop 50 bucks on this, and like, you know, they open their packs and four of the five rares are, you know, like three dollar rares. Dumb coming down
0: with dragons. And,
1: yeah, and like, and then like the final one is okay, and it's like a twenty dollar card. You feel all right, but then you look back at it and you're like, huh. I spent $50 to go in the $50 grab bag, and I got some okay cards, but it wasn't even what I wanted. All right. I mean, so this is a different scale entirely from just normally buying booster packs.
0: So it's got to justify the cost. And to be clear, the original Modern Masters was, what, 7 bucks a pack was MSRP? Yes. It's probably not what you paid for it, but it's what MSRP was. No, you paid pl-
2: probably close to 15 a pack.
0: Yeah. So we're talking well, three times the cost of a normal booster.
2: Well, and th- I think that's the thing they need to do as well is... I understand they don't want this wild, widespread print and mass, but they need to do something to not, you mean, no matter what, the, it's like the commander's arsenal or there's from the vaults. These are limited things that they set of MSRP that it's never, char- never charged, you never charge anywhere near that.
0: Now, to be clear, and I don't know if this is Watsy's written policy, but I have always heard tell that these limited print-run products, one of their effects, and it's kind of what I'm getting at with the discussion that we're doing here, is that anytime they're making a product, they have multiple things they're trying to balance, multiple design goals they're trying to balance. But with those really, really limited print-run products, like the From the Vaults, they are, on the one hand, a gift to players because they get them cards that they're looking for, but it's also a gift to Watsi, well, not really WOTC, but uh, WPN retailers, your, your actual local game store, because they'll sell them to the game store for some fraction of MSRP, because that's how wholesale works. But then the game store is perfectly justified in jacking that price up, because, you know, they only got four copies of Commander's Arsenal. So it lets the stores make a profit off of this stuff. So... Uh, on that subject, I'll say that I have read that while the new Modern Masters is going to be a limited print-run product, it's not going to be as limited as the first Modern Masters.
1: So one of the things that sort of worries me when I'm looking at it, though, is that the last Modern Masters, aside from all the hype about the Goyfs and all the hype about the actual card quality, it was billed as a limited format. Like, this is an amazing draft format. You want to draft this set, right? Yeah. Well, how much does your draft cost when the MSRP on your packs is ten bucks?
0: Yeah.
2: Um
1: it's, well, it's first be more master, than thirty. So
2: First Modern Masters we were able to get away with thirty, but that's when they were a little bit under. Actually it might have been forty. And now that I think about it's it probably forty. I
0: mean yeah, I think so, we're looking
1: at fifty to sixty dollars a draft, and that's really steep if you want to call it a draftable format.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, that's like, you know, you can think, you know, when you're paying like 15 bucks to draft, you can be like, okay, that's no big deal. Like you can do it as a side. You can do it after an F&M. You don't think about that. When it's 40, you probably won't, you, if that's what you're going there, you're not, you probably won't be doing much else besides that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, when you go to an event and you're splitting a room with a bunch of guys and maybe you drove there, so you carpooled, you may only be paying 50 60 bucks for the room for the weekend as your share gp vegas your registration is 75 dollars. Yeah, just straight up 75 bucks
1: and keep in mind that once you're at the point where you're saying okay this draft cost as much as a current video game you're looking at cost benefits on the actual time that you're gonna have fun with it yeah and that, well and that's hard
2: and You have to to balance the cost. You have to balance, okay, how much fun am I going to have? Am I going to get a good deck? Um, How much rare drafting am I going to do? How much rare drafting is everyone else going to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, this this isn't every situation, but one of our tables at our draft, one of the kids, all he did was took every
1: rare he could, and then he left. Yep. That sounds entirely viable when you're looking at $10 packs.
2: Ruined Um, everyone else's draft. They couldn't get decent rares. I mean, where's the fun in that? That's just ruining everyone else's day. Like me, I passed my first rare. Granted, it wasn't great, but because I was building a deck, because I knew I was going to buy other Modern Masters for cards, I was there to draft. Yeah, yeah. Granted, you rare draft if it's something crazy well, ridiculous, but still, it's. I just think I, as fun as it is, I think it's a very toxic format.
1: Actually, I think I the, the only really like legit it. way to play it is actually going to be playing it in Magic Online, and I know a lot of people are afraid of that right now. But in Magic Online, it's still at seven bucks a pack, and everyone on there can't redeem their set, so it's not like you're gonna have as much money drafting going on. And it'll honestly, be one of those weird things where the online draft is very different from the in-person draft.
2: Honestly, I mean, if, I, like, if they did just Phantom drafts, I would do that online for days. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will by the end of it. Yeah, and to me, see, that should be the most fun, because then you get to draft with like, you know, these cards and play with them in the way they're supposed to be. Like, cause you know what? At these GPS, your Brian Kiblers, your Reed Dukes, they're gonna draft for real or sealed for real. Yeah. Like Joe Schmo? No, not even close. They're gonna go for the money because they're not gonna top eight. They know they're not gonna top eight. Right. They're going for the. They're gonna go for the money, and that just. Let's say you get someone else who's a grinder who who's at that table. They're gonna get ruined by the money guy.
0: Uh, definitely for drafting this is a problem. I think for sealed, and so just to be clear, Vegas is sealed, that's why it's $75. Sealed is gonna be a little different. You know, if, if, if Joe Schmo off the street, uh, opens up his, his, uh, pool and it's got amazing cards and instead of registering and passing, he just leaves, that doesn't really affect the tournament as a whole.
2: No, that's true.
0: But if you've got a pod of eight and you're actually drafting this at your local store, and there's the one guy who's just taken the money cards and he's going to go, uh, the other seven people are going to have a quantitatively worse experience because of that.
2: And that's why I, th- I think this format, because what most of this drafting is going to be done in that setting, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, it will be. And it just seems like it's a toxic one that eats itself. That's can can ruin your fun. I mean, I didn't have a bad experience because that didn't happen to me in my pod. But it can happen to other pods. Right. And I just, I've heard people like going, yeah, you know, couldn't get any rares. I couldn't do, you know, we just had to go pretty much a rareless draft because X and Y just rare drafted across the table from each other and they left.
1: Yeah. How many Modern Masters drafts did you do before? I did about three. See, that's the other thing. I think that, like, last time I took every opportunity that I could and I think yeah. I got in, like, Five modern masters drafts, but that's the thing, like an entire format that's built that with the full knowledge that people are probably only going to get to play it a few times. It, it really seems like during those few times, it's going to like, you have the added incentive to just money draft because you're not going to crack the format in three or four drafts. You're well, not going to solve it.
2: See, and like you, like I mean, like you said, I, that was every opportunity my store had. Mm -hmm. Because the product was so, you know, it was not easy to come by and when it was, it was expensive.
0: Hell, the product wasn't easy to come by at the GP since it didn't show up until Thursday, but that's a whole other story, uh, for a different time. Okay, so let's, let's get back. We, we kind of got sidetracked there, but let's, let's come back to our discussion of what you need to do. What are the design goals of this sort of a thing? So we need to increase the cards for the format that are sought after. We need to justify the cost of the pack, something that we just touched on just now. We need to have a good limited and or draft environment out of it. You can't just make a set that is nothing but money cards for modern, because that would be a miserable limited format.
1: Yeah, it would be a from the vault or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, we already have crappy products for that that cost too much. This is a different product that costs too much. Uh, so, uh, the other thing that I think is important, the only other one that I can think of is, uh, just to support the format period, right? To give, maybe not even sought after cards, but staple cards, uh, you know, cards that are, are u- utility cards that may not be in that high demand, but is someone who's just getting into the format might need them, uh, and at least act as an introduction, an ambassador to the format, right? So yeah, like
1: this would be the area where they could even reprint from last year.
0: Yeah, that you want to showcase archetypes that are interesting in the format.
1: Well, that's not a thing. Like, you know, make the
2: archetypes easy to see. Like the other one, like last, you know, black, red goblins, green, white, um, what, what was that weird plant thing? Uh, Thalots. Thalots.
0: Yeah, so I know. I made a quick list of some of the archetypes that we saw in Modern Masters last time around. And this is not a, uh, exhaustive list and you can find lists online, uh, but some of the things we saw, of course, goblins, uh, was one of them. Uh, there were several other tribal things, uh, including rebels, uh, giants, fairies. uh, fairies, uh, thalids was in there, which was also kind of a, a token strategy, uh, but it was definitely there. Artifacts. Uh, we also had, uh, affinity, <coughs> at least some of affinity, uh, <coughs> st- storm was in there. Uh there was at least a little bit of dredge. I'm not sure that there was a really viable just go dredge strategy.
2: It was more of a dredge delve kind of strategy.
0: Yeah, and uh I think there was kind of a, a rampy sort of uh
2: plus five color yeah. with all the vivid lands.
0: And the the sunburst sort of things uh that were going on. Uh so those were kind of the the archetypes that we saw last time around. And most of them they were really obvious. You could just open up a pack and immediately go, Oh, look at this. There are thalids. Oh yeah. I can go for thalids. Right. Uh, so, uh, this time around, before we start to speculate on individual cards, cause we're totally going to do that. Uh, what sorts since, since we're now, we think based on available evidence that this set will go from eighth all the way up through scars block. What other archetypes could we see that are interesting and modern or at least would make an interesting draft environment that maybe we haven't seen before or do you think they'll pull back some of the original ones
2: It's hard to say because the all the other ones were so tribal based that was mo- majority of the strategy right that it's um whether they that's how they still want to go because i mean if you look at dissect modern for what it is finding those um exact strategies. I mean, there's a control decks, and then, you know, the kill spells. Like, some of them are just, you don't find those kind of draft decks. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to make a modern deck into a... I mean, there's... You can definitely do, like, try to get a, a black-white token strategy going. Um, you can try to get, um... Something red-blue, something twin-ish. Uh-huh. There's things like that you can try to do, but... It's yeah, I, it's really hard to give them, like, deck archetypes for a draft, because there's so much to go from. They, they don't, like, they kind of, the first one, they kind of stuck within their same, like, the, um, excuse me, the um, goblins, the red, black goblins. That was essentially all that stuff was from Lorwyn, because that's where it was. But that's where, so all the Lorwyn cards were, like, the black, red goblin stuff. Yeah. And then you found, like, the shard stuff. That was your blue artifacts with white and black a little bit. So things like that, that's kind of how they fit into it. It's like they took them from different sets because the breadth of the pods are so big for how far you can go. And I just would like to see them not do that again, try to find overarching strategies that don't have to rely on the sets they were in because they really went pretty tribal.
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, there is there, there are a couple of advantages to tribal in my mind. Uh, number one, there are a lot of people who do like tribal. And my, myself included, so I admit to a bias on this one. But secondly, it's just easy to see. Even if you're not normally a player of draft or a player in a limited format, if you see cards that all share the same type, you can go, huh, well, I think these must, these must go together somehow. So one that I think, it, on the tribal front, I think we will see at least one or two tribal ideas that will pop up. And one that I will suggest is elves. Because we didn't really see many elves in uh the original Modern Masters, and there are plenty of Elves to go around.
2: There are, but I think it's... I'd say that, but goblins really don't show up in Modern either, so I guess that's not a valid
0: argument. Yes, your argument is invalid. Ha ha ha
1: I think it's going to... I think that they might not do something quite as overt as we have these ten combinations of two colors, and each of them has a thing that they try to do. I think instead what they might do with this go-round is take different kinds of just strategies, like, you know, have a few different approaches to aggro, a few different approaches to control, a few combo pieces, and find ways to seed those together instead, because that might actually be a bit closer to modern. Like, for instance, they might do Landfall as an agro mechanic,
0: uh-huh.
1: and then in the process of doing Landfall, that would enable them to, you know, do all kinds of reprints for cards that they want, you know, like the the Zendikar fetches, or the, um you know, they could run scapeshift, they could run all kinds of things that don't really have a home if you don't have that kind of archetype in the background.
0: Yeah. I I do think a scapeshift or, and or landfall, I I think scapeshift's going to see a reprint, but uh, that's, uh, we weren't quite there yet, but yeah, I did think that's going to happen. Uh, now, we do know two cards that will be in it, because we've seen their artwork. And those two cards are Emrakul the Eon storm Rah. and Etched Champion. Now, the artwork isn't exactly the original artwork for Etched Champion, but boy is it close.
2: The the same. I haven't seen the emerald.
0: Uh, the, the Amorical that we've seen, I believe, is the same, yes. Uh, so, given those two things, I think two archetypes you will see, one is Metalcraft, because Metalcraft is, is Etched Champion, and if they're gonna show that as one of the marquee cards, then I think we're gonna see a lot of artifacts in this set, and therefore, Therefore, not not affinity, but but metalcraft.
2: Well, I think we'll see artifacts, and then you know Metalcraft will be there because even the decks we call affinity aren't really affinity decks. Yeah, that's true. Very very few of them use affinity. You just use affinity because I was looking at the name back then. Mm -hmm. Because really, what it is is module. Not mod is module. Is that the right one? Uh, Modular. Modular. Yeah. Modular. Because that's what Arcbound uses. Technically, that's what the deck really is. It's an Arcbound deck. Generally with those decks are uh, artifacts with arcbound.
0: Uh, there's more than one build of affinity, but yeah, yeah. I I but think d- one, d- one d- of the more popular. Do they both ones use arcbound? No.
2: I've mm-hmm. never seen one that doesn't use arcbound Ravager.
0: Uh you you can do it. I'm
2: not you're, saying you can't do it. I'm not saying I'm just saying it's probably not good.
0: Your real goal is to use the card that doesn't even say affinity on it, even that's what it does, even though that's what it does, and that's cranial plating. Wait, wait. Because my God, yeah. that is a big stick.
2: So then I mean essentially you're boiling it down to cranial plating decks.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I, I think we are gonna see more than one thing with Metalcraft, including another card that I oh, think will I'm be printed, but we'll, I'm we'll not, come to that.
2: I'm not saying we won't see it, Metalcraft, I'm not saying that's not the thing, I'm just saying, I don't think they're gonna be Metalcraft decks, I think we're gonna see Artifact decks. That Metalcraft is an option in it.
0: Alright, so we'll just, we'll just lump all those together into Artifact decks, but I think the more interesting one is the Emrakul. Okay, first of all, Emrakul is a money card for this set, don't even kid yourself. Because yeah. a a set foil Emrakul cool is like two hundred and fifty dollars right now, yeah, and that's redonkulous. But this sucker is a fifteen fifteen who costs fifteen, so we need to either ramp you there fast or give you a way to cheat it out. And I don't think they want to give us too many ways to cheat it out that aren't also expensive. So I think we're going to see an Eldrazi spawn deck that that Probably. may even take up kind of the the, the tokens area. A combination yeah. of tokens and ramp. That's like very before.
1: Before, um, I think that they're going to be giving us the archetypes, like the very basic archetypes of the game. Like the landfall would be for the really aggressive decks who don't want to hang back. I think they're going to give us all the tools that we could possibly hope for and ramp so that we have that. I think they've actually been getting a lot of experience for this stuff by making and using the online cubes mm-hmm. because it lets them see what archetypes appear when you have the most powerful cards around. And then I think they're taking those archetypes and they're building them in modern so that we can try to draft them. Um, Because they're, honestly, if you look throughout the history of Magic, the cards people want the most are the ones that somehow affect your mana base. Be they the really good lands or the things that let you cheat things out early, like all the fast mana stuff. And if you were to decide that you were going to do, you know, a ramp strategy, you have to put big stuff at the top. And there isn't anything bigger short of defrosting a giant Leviathan than Emrakul. Yeah. So that that would be your top end. It's also a card that people want, and honestly, it could also remind people that the Eldrazi are out there, which might tie into the actual magic plot, given they're sort of hinting around that right now anyway.
0: Uh This is true. This is true. The original Modern Masters didn't really tie into uh, the magic plot at all, but if they can just keep the Eldrazi in our uh, our collective consciousness, that's probably a good thing for them.
2: See, I don't think they'll put Kazalik. And um in the sec.
0: So that was that was going to be a question I had for both of you is do you think we'll see all three of the Titans? That's
2: three mythic spots.
0: Yes. The mythic spots
2: Um, are limited. I would not say they'd use three for the
0: Eldrazi.
1: They gave us five bad dragons.
0: They did. Five terrible dragons.
1: I think I could actually see that happening. Um in part because those are also the two that are allowed in Commander. Um So there's a certain incentive for them to exist. And, you know, having a few different big mythic fatties at the top of the curve makes sense. And those would be them, especially if they actually do try to do an Eldrazi thing. Like, I'm not saying that they're going to run the one where you can spend 20 and get all your Eldrazi. Mm -hmm. But I could see the top. I could see all three of those floating around at the top as either goals to ramp to, goals to cheat to, or honestly, goals to stall to, if, depending on how well the control package works.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm with Squee on this one. I think we will see all three. If for no other reason, they're colorless. So any deck that's going to try and and eventually muster that much mana, they can do it.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I'm mean i just thinking, you know, you have to be very conscious of your space you're using, because you're generally only using about 15 Mythics, and three of them, that's, I mean, that's, that's one-fifth. Well, okay, over.
0: let's go ahead and segue, then, into what else we might think go in those 15 Mythic slots.
1: Well, I've okay. certainly got a few theories. The main one for me that I'm thinking, for the entire set, is I think they're going to do Mox Oval. I agree.
2: Um, yeah, absolutely, they
1: will. That would be your money foil bling task explosion, mm-hmm. because people want Moxes no matter what you print on the card. And the possibility of opening a foil mox is so strong, it would trigger that ptarmigorg twitch. And it, they're never going to be able to do that with pretty much any of the other moxes.
0: Yeah, it's so, also a card that is, is good, but not overbalanced good.
1: Yeah, adding a ton of oh, them new- to the format won't wreck anything.
0: No. Nope, yeah. I definitely think mox level will
1: definitely be there.
0: All right. So we all agree on that one. Uh, I have a really controversial one, like really controversial, that I'm serious about. I, I mean this. You're going to hear me say it out loud, dear listener, and you're going to think clues is just kidding around, but no, I'm going to make this prediction now just in case if it's correct, I'm, I can look like some sort of a prophet. Uh, so I think we're going to have Jace the mind sculptor and unban him in modern.
1: Absolutely not. That could happen.
0: All right. I got one with me and one against me.
1: I mean, I'm not with you, I'm saying it could happen. Like, I don't want that to happen, but I could see it happening.
0: So, when Jace was originally banned...
1: They, they,
2: are not gonna uh, unban Jace in Modern.
0: Okay, why not?
2: Bad taste in the mouth, not as easy to deal with as like, cause it, is it, because 4 man is not a big, is not a big deal like 4 mana is in Legacy. And Legacy has, there's so many ways where they don't even care about Jace, whereas I don't think Modern has that same feel to it. I don't think they'll put... Because, I mean, they still mean, then why not unban Stoneforge?
0: Okay, well, let's let's talk... I
2: think she's more likely to see an unbanning than Jace ever is.
0: Let's talk... Well, but, okay, if you want to generate hype about a set, if you want to sell a bajillion de packs of a set, stick the Mind Sculptor in it and go home. You're done. It doesn't matter. The other 248 cards in the set no longer matter at all you will sell every single frickin' pack of it. And the only way to do it is to unban it in Modern. So, let's just take for a minute, let's just take, take a step back, remove my blue-hating hat, and say what actually goes wrong in Modern if Jace is unbanned. So, uh Jace is pretty much the most powerful card printed in any Modern era in Magic. It's not a Black Lotus, that's true. But still, Jace is... Stupidly powerful, including a Brainstorm for free, but it's only a Brainstorm for free when he's on the table, right? So you had to pay four mana to get that Brainstorm. Is that okay? I think that's okay. I also think that when Jace was originally banned, both from Standard and, and his uh, Instaban immediately in Modern, he was banned in an era where we had fewer tools to deal with planeswalkers. Planeswalkers are still more difficult to deal with than anything else, and they are a persistent problem that needs to be answered. But we didn't have Dreadbore back then, right?
1: Admittedly, back then you could stop Colonel Jace. You can't do that anymore.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, you faded out there. Try, try that oh, sentence so- again.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Admittedly, back then you could stop a Jace by playing your own Jace, and we don't have that anymore. We don't. So it's a trade-off. Um, I mean, yeah, we have spells that let us kill them in specific colors, just like we have counter spells and things like that, but I do think that he's one of those things where allowing him in the format would probably not be the best idea, but honestly, modern is kind of the format where we're allowed to have bad ideas happen and see what happens. And I think they're going to do it eventually, they might as well do it now, because it's been kind of stagnant. Um, that said, I think if they were going to give us Jace, they would take something else away. Um... (laughs) I mean, that sort of falls back to, like, I could see them directly saying, we're going to give you Jace, but we're going to take away Delver.
0: You know, I think I might be okay with that.
1: It would slow Blue down, and it would give them the incentive to play the Blue control game that everyone kind of expects from it. But, again, this is complete speculation, because the the argument against it is that we got a picture of Emrakul, and it doesn't seem like Emrakul would be a headliner for the set if you knew this was coming. I could see them waiting because they don't want to start a frenzy over, are we going to unban them or not? Yeah. But on the same note, if they were willing to, that would just fire the hype train right there.
0: Well, now here's another option. Okay, what what about, and this is something that I've seen suggested. Well, here's congress-
2: another, hers, just want to chime in here real quick. Just the sheer thought of Emrakul, that I don't think they want to give you a four mana card that can bounce a 15 mana card. Understand they're both mythics, but still.
0: Uh Sting Scourger can bounce an Emrakul.
2: Who says Sting Scourger's in the set?
0: He's not, but he was in the original Modern Masters. It's a frickin' two mana goblin, and it'll totally bounce Emrakul.
2: Right, but that doesn't make him in this set.
0: No, but my point is just o- just having a card that's only four mana that can answer Emrakul, that's not a problem.
2: Ah I, I would not I would not assume that. They're not gonna want to make Emrakul that
1: weak by putting him in a in a set like this.
0: <laughs> that, that gets bounced by Jace doesn't make a card weak.
1: If he resolves, doesn't Jace just get beat in the face, eaten and crushed in that free turn? If he's cast? Yeah. And if he's not cast, then why is he specially immune to things then? Because you sort of cheated him, and that's the cost of it. I mean, I- I'm okay with there actually being a drawback to cheating it versus paying it. Um, That doesn't bother me as much, but... I, I would I can definitely say that if I were gonna if I were Watsy, and I was like I'm gonna unban Jace and put him in a set I'd say that for modern masters three when everyone thinks they're out of gas I don't think I'd do it just
0: yet okay so you're saying third act twist is uh is
1: I think third and finale because I don't think they can do this four times
0: okay well okay um, then let me let me suggest this this is just another possibility to to riff off of this because I'm not quite ready to let it go uh what about? printing cards in modern masters 2015 that aren't actually legal in modern what if they put in something that's okay in a limited format but that they don't want in modern in general like for instance chase
2: completely defeats the purpose of the product. that would be a mess
0: i'm not sure that it defeats the purpose it defeats a purpose of the product
2: it's modern the draft format is a nice but that is not what I mean, that is not the sole reason they made this product otherwise they would call it fun draft but they're calling it Modern Masters.
0: Right, but again... And
2: the whole purpose is to help Modern, to promote mo- Modern. They're not going to pr- use a, a set to help p- promote Modern, to get people into Modern with cards that can't play in Modern.
0: Look, we spent the, first, the whole- we spent the first 20 minutes of the show arguing that there are multiple reasons why they design a set. There are multiple design goals. One of the goals is to support Modern as a format, but another of the goals is to make a format that's fun to play in. Because let's be honest, some of the cards they printed in the original Modern Masters were garbage for actual Modern play. True, but they they were legal in Modern.
1: But they were legal in Modern. Yeah, I'm with Rich on this one. I don't think you can print cards in it that you can't play in Modern, if only for that annoying judge-bogging thing that would happen to you, where someone goes, well, I got it in Modern Masters, why can't I play it in Modern?
0: Hey, look, if they wanted to not annoy judges, they would stop letting people actually play.
1: Yes, but that would get in the way of their money. I think in the case of this one, it's a completely valid thing to tell people, you can play any card you open in this in Modern.
0: Okay, but what if they ban a card later? Same problem.
1: That is a later thing that is a normal consequence of banning, and that's why you don't do it as lightly. I think that in the case of this one, though, it would be very much like when they put um, Stoneforge and the precon, and yeah, it was banned, and oops. And then they had to come up with a weird... Roundabout way to deal with it. I mean, it's not like printing any card in these is gonna give it a bulletproof band shield anyway. But, right. I mean, it's a reprint set. But I do think that printing cards that would never have been allowed in it would be a mistake. Plus, honestly, if you're making the argument of fun limited format, Jace the Mind Sculptor is in no way fun limited format.
0: Yeah, well, Jace the Mind Sculptor is not actually a fun card in my opinion, but that's just- And like, they,
1: there's true. no reason to put it in beyond giving people more, and honestly, they can save that for another product. They can keep putting him, and from the vault, we want to make our bills, and that'll be fine because that's what they did last time, and it worked.
0: Oh, which by the way, we left out one of the design goals of any set like this, and that is to make Watsy money. Let's be honest they they need to make their cheddar, yo.
1: I don't right,
2: think they need to print Jason this one to make that's obvious. Better. But no, the thing is that's an obvious goal, but it's not a stated goal, and they'll never state that goal.
0: Uh, they when won't making. A- but we as a consumer, we as Magic players, need to be aware that that is something they need to do.
2: Right. But, again, like Bill just said, they're going to make money off this whether they put Jason there or not.
0: Okay, that's fair. I'm still leaving that piece of wild specu- that That is my feeling. It does not reflect the views of the rest of Card Advantage or Bill. All right. So okay. then you guys give me some other Mythic that you think will be in here. Let's see. Can See,
2: I give you now, a rare? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna give you a rare, sure, because I don't know if it's gonna be mythic. Because for me, a card, I think they probably would do mythic, but then again, I don't think they should to actually make a deck strategy around it more viable. And that's Bitter Blossom. First off, Bitter Blossom has been unbanned. That better be in this set. That better be in this. Set. I, I would I, assume. That Bitter Blossom I feel would if be they did put it in this as set. Well. I fear that they're going to put it at mythic. I don't think they should, but I th- that's probably where it's going to fall. But I think it should be a rare.
1: I I think it's too niche to put it a mythic. Um, I think the mythic slot is probably going to honestly be the one that's sitting around for big dumb legendary things and um incredibly high value cards that are you know cracking the eighty dollar ceiling. And I think that, like I think Bitterblock is say like really Lillian good. Of but it has functionality. Here. I could see that, but I actually think that they're gonna um, have the guts to put her back into core sets or their replacement equivalent soon. Um, that's true. I mean, that's, but and that, and I she's after core Yeah, yeah, she's after the sets that we have listed right now, unless they actually go into Innistrad. But um, I could see her eventually showing up in something. Um, I think though that Bitter Blossom is something they have to give us since they gave us all the tools for fairies last year, and it's a card that's missing from the set right now. And honestly, it's one of those cards that, while it can be backbreaking and limited, it's also one of those things that teaches someone the power of fairies in one card, and that is exactly what you want in Modern Masters. Yeah.
2: Plus, it's it kind of promotes it for being unbanned, and we still haven't really seen it. But, I mean, it's, it's still... I mean, even after the unbanning, it's still quite expensive and rare. I mean, they're not easy to
0: find. So if they put in Bitter Blossom, do they need to the put, put in... Yeah, do they need to put in any other fairies, or can they just stick in Bitter Blossom and that's good to go? I think I would expect
1: you to put in more. I mean, I would expect them to put in, if not fairies, then some token support. Because, like, if they wanted to make it, like, a black-white token strategy, you could totally throw that in and no one would bat an eye at it. And there are plenty of toys to play with there, especially if they actually do give us some Eldrazi spawn. Right. Yeah. So I I think that would be there. Um. Yeah, my suggestion for something that if it's not in here at Rare, then somebody messed up, is that they print Damnation. Right. That's just, it's something that was only printed once, it's never going to be printed in a normal set again due to the way that they template Wrath now, and it's a card that is relevant. I mean, I don't know that it sees a ton of modern play, but on the same note, it fills an, a niche that needs to be filled, and it's a card that, honestly, when people open it, they're like, holy crap, I got a damnation, and then they freak out, and that's exactly what you want out of this kind of set.
0: Yeah, the the holy yeah, crap. The it. I mean, it, was,
2: it was also an unintentional, you know, not just modern masters, but kind of EDH masters as well, the first one was, and that's just, means I mean, it just happened since by printing powerful cards like that, and I think that's just another thing that could happen again is you're going to see stuff that's modern, legal, that's cool, but it's popular in EDH, and it's a good way to put it back in the market. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's similar to the – that's I think, like, I know you hated the Kamigawa dragons, but I honestly think that's why they were in there, because they're pretty popular in Commander. And it's ways to get them out, out there more viable, more available.
1: Oh, yeah, like, no one's griping that they were there. I think people were griping that they were there at Mythic. And so you got the really high highs and the really low lows.
2: Right, and that's understandable. So, um, well, I'm trying to think what planeswalkers they would use. Karn, Karn, that's probably a mythic.
0: Oh, I could totally see Karn.
1: Yeah, they would. Uh, they almost
2: colorless. colorless. The thing is, I mean, he's not using a lot of decks in modern, but um, I definitely think he fits very well in this set. He's he's a colorless mythic. Goes in. He can be put in any deck he's a planeswalker, he's just he's an overly, po- he's a very powerful card that anyone will be happy to open
0: yeah, he's a mythic that you can open and just stick him in your deck, and that's just fine yeah.
1: yep, and he fits into the colorless ramp strategy, especially if that exists I mean, we're yes. speculating a lot based on Emrakul, but honestly, if they start giving us the Meldrazi spawn, you can bet that Karn will be there, and he'll be like, hi guys I'm here to make friends, and then have my friends that I made <laughs> kill you <laughs>
2: last time I checked, I don't think Karn makes friends anywhere I've I've never met a f I I've never made a friend playing Karn. I'll tell you that. Well,
0: I I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been LSV, but I'm pretty sure it was some pro player who said that Karn is really good against decks that play permanents.
2: Yes, it's, it's that's true. Uh, another mythic, probably Elishnorn. Norn. I, oh,
0: well, yeah, Elish, Elish Norn is definitely a, a big possibility.
1: I could actually see them dumping the whole cycle of them in Place of the Dragons, and we just sort of roll our eyes when we get the bad ones. But that's like a good five-color cycle that you could throw in, and it would fit. It's
2: true. Are they, I mean, is there really a, a, a
1: bad Praetor reset in Limited besides Jin?
0: Any Praetor is a bad Praetor.
1: I I think that Jin Cataxius is the only one that's especially bad in Limited. But again, he could be another one of those ramp goals that we're talking about. I mean, it would be sad if the ramp deck was heavily reliant on the Mythics, but honestly, it's going to get him. Like, if you open yeah. Jin Cataxius in, like, a card you want, or you just take the foil, you'll actually be able to get the guy. Yeah. So... So but yeah, I could see yeah. that said like they need to get more Norns out because Elish Norn is a thing and um commander she's a, and so is Shieldbird for that matter. Um just the two so of them would be super valid. popular
2: in, yeah, super popular in commander.
1: Um and then like the like Erbrax is totally fine and limited. I mean, you know, it's a beating, but I mean, that's the thing, like it's a beating that you can actually hey, fight. he
2: for for an aggro deck, he's a he's a great card to have for an aggro deck.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, like, so, that's great. And, like, if you're going to have the big, dumb cycle, it's either going to be them or there's going to be the Titans. And I don't think the Titans actually see Modern play. So I think it's probably them. They
2: don't in Primetime. I believe Primetime. Is Primetime abandoned Modern?
0: Uh, I don't think I think it's just time, in Commander. Yeah, I don't think it's he's just banned in Modern. So...
1: so. I don't think Primetime t- would be a, in favor of a Landfall-type strategy, but at that point, who cares? You're winning. <laughs> yeah. he He will override whatever your strategy is and kill them.
2: Um, Ink Moth. I know we're not Mythics, but I'm pretty sure Ink Moth will be in the deck.
0: Okay, in fact, that leads to you know, an archetype sad. that I think we have ignored up until now, and that is Infect.
2: I can see that happening. You're yeah. Using Scars, right. you're probably you're probably going to see, like, a Glistener Elf, um, Blighted Agent, um, Plague Stinger. And then I think that's going to start, you're going to start seeing, like, um, the Landfall Pump Spells. A lot of pump. theys it's going gonna, it's gonna to see the incidental pump spells with a few
1: infect guys thrown in there. You, you think we'll get our big infect dragon?
0: Uh Skitherix, S- the blight dragon.
1: Yeah.
2: If because, they really I mean, want to, fu- if they want to push hard on the infect, yes, I think there's no good reason not to put him in there. I mean, he's a great mythic. Even if you're not playing. In fact, he's still. Yeah, a great I mean,
1: he's, he's a self-contained murder box. Um, <laughs> yes,
2: he—he <laughs> he
0: really, you know, he's
2: absolutely right. He regenerates. He—you can give him haste. Skith- Skitterix is amazing. It's a great card. I mean, honestly, even if they don't push heavily on infect, he's a pretty good mythic to use for black. Yeah. So I can see them
1: I mean, I making could, skittles. I can see that happening, and it's also like I think the fear whenever you put infect in a limited format is that you have to dump a bunch of support for it in. And I don't think they would want to make it a main theme. I could see it as something where they have some cards and they're just relying on Pump from other sources to cover it. But if you get, like, you know, Skittles up there in the sky, then, you know, you don't need to make it a theme. That's just, that's how Skittles kill you.
0: Yeah. And that's right.
1: totally fine. That also wouldn't now, bug me because the thing I hate about it is how it completely cannibalizes a format when they put in incredibly linear strategies like that. Linear exclusive you... strategies.
2: Do you think with a, again going back to the possibilities of ramp and maybe some, some reanimation effects? We don't know. I mean, I know Clue says using a platform to unban. Maybe the unban um, Dread return. Doubt it, but maybe.
0: Yeah, I I'm skeptical of that.
2: Does that give us Iona? I mean, is that a she's viable to set?
0: <sighs> oh, Iona.
2: That might fit, but the thing about Iona is she's very she's very feel bad magic.
0: Uh, yes, she yes, she is.
2: I mean, she's. She's very feel-bad magic, and so that's one. another thing, is like, do they want that kind of person in a limited format?
0: Well, is like Emrakul cool ever feel-good magic?
1: Yeah, no, but they paid... They paid <laughs> no, no, they no, paid if if your opponent... For, yeah. yeah, I, I agree I with mean, what you're saying as they, you say it. <laughs>
2: they paid fifteen, so you can respect it.
1: And you if your friends say, what, what happened to you? If they say, what happened to you, why'd you lose? You're like, Emrakul, and they're like, whoa, and then it's a story. Like, that's a completely respectable way to lose. It's not a drawn-out half-hour of suffering.
2: Emrakul just kills you. You can still do your game. You can still play to try to beat him, but he kills you. Iona stops you from playing the game.
0: Hey, wait, wait. Are you telling me, Rich, are you telling me, me, of all people, that something stopping you from playing the game is miserable?
2: I didn't say I play Feel Good Magic. I don't. I
1: know I don't. Right, I just, but I don't design I don't design these things.
0: Just wanted to make sure I heard you right.
1: Um, um Yeah, I think that it's one of those cases where like right now what I'm doing is I'm skimming over some of the actual archetypes to see what kind of cards they'd want to put out. And there are some of them that I think are just sort of like why wasn't this in the last one? Like noble hierarch?
0: Uh like, bir- Birds of Paradise.
1: I mean they could do birds, but I think there are so many copies of birds floating around you could find them. Yeah. I think Noble I Hierarch think has way less copies floating.
2: Honestly, a card that I I don't uh, I have to double check the rare the rarity of it. Let's see here. But yeah, I could totally. I see think Noble. even if no matter what they do, okay, um, through the breach. I know they're not. They might not do a bunch of um arcane splice that like they did last time, but if you're doing Amber Cool, I can totally see them doing through the breach. That's terrifying.
0: That is terrifying.
2: I'm it not saying not terrifying. Breach. And um which also gives you a, a, room for bigger fatties like and Um t- really great to, you know, quick skill strat, you know, hit them real quick with Infect. If you're that you know, that's your, go- you know, you put more on them, that's a good way to get rid of, kill someone real fast with Infect. You know, it gives you more options for bigger fatties. And I'm not saying they're gonna pr- print Progenitus again, but give us something like Progenitus. And plus, if you know if you do do all three Eldrazi Titans, that gives you more targets than just Emerald Cull for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to have some beefers at the top. Um, I think um, another card that I think they're going to have to put in, now that we're this far along in the timeline, is I think they have to give us
0: Birthing Pod. Yeah, I was going to say, what about Pod? And I think Pod has to be printed.
1: It will be.
2: Pr- I, it's probably going to be in there. I don't think it's definitely not good for their limited format, but it's definitely going to be pr- printed, I would imagine.
1: It wasn't really a problem when, at least I don't remember it being a limited problem. I think its whole thing was, in order to draft a deck that could really abuse it, you had to get the pot at the very beginning. Yeah. And if you've built yeah. your entire deck out of it and you don't draw it, then your deck, you know, it curves okay, but it doesn't really st- excel. Like I think it's okay. You think we'll see gut shots?
0: Well, do you? Do we think we'll see any Phyrexian mana? Is my question.
2: Like dismember. Yeah. I think we will. I think that I. Dismember and Got Shatter Mom I can almost guarantee I think will be in there.
1: They might throw in probe too.
2: Probably probe, yeah. The draw card will be is nice. And those three might be it.
1: But not you know, not counting the actual pod itself. But Yeah. You know. um, I, I think Siever, if they don't Exarch. put in pod, they make a mistake.
2: Deceiver Exarch, I think, will be in the set.
1: Oh, for comboing? the other
2: it's, pieces there. of he's a, not, Maybe they put Splinter Twin in there. Maybe they do. I mean, I'd be okay with that. I don't see the problem, it's I mean, clearly Splinter are, Splinter Twins are rare, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and deceivers are an uncommon, so it's not like you're always
1: gonna find it in the draft. I and I think that's viable. I mean, you know, it's still something that can be shut down with, you know, a well timed kill spell enough of the time that it's not a problem. Um yeah,
2: and may maybe they put a few of the ascensions in there, Pyromancer's Ascension and Beastmaster's Ascension. Mm-hmm. Like Beastmaster mm-hmm. beast you kind of put in because it actually fits well in limited like that's something you can play and get and it actually works well with the, like the elf tribal clues
0: yeah and feeds nicely into tokens yep because you know what's actually scary and that's a bunch of Eldrazi spawn that are actually big
2: <laughs> there's six sevens yeah that's terrifying did they put
1: Shriekmaw on the last one
0: I don't think so I think
1: they did I mean I, re- I think they did because I, I think remember Mulder. I don't remember
2: And Revlark was in the last one too.
0: Yeah. Now if if they do put in Pod, uh two of the best pieces for uh doing things in Pod, you know, you kinda need uh your Malira and you need your Murderous Redcap or your uh Kitchen Finks. but Redcap and Finks were in the last set.
1: Yeah, so I don't I, see them. I using do think they're them gonna again. be some reprints. Like, gonna, so? there's no way they're not going to keep giving us Path to Exile, because that's just a card that people need. Yeah. So Maybe they put Lightning Bolt in there.
0: Ooh. Ooh, now you're talking my language.
1: Shiny Lightning Bolt.
0: Shiny Lightning Bolt.
1: Shiny Lightning Helix. <laughs> I mean, oh. we could get more Helixes.
2: I'm not well, going to shiny I, I have a Shiny Lightning Helix.
0: Uh, I also do think, and we already touched on this once, I do think that this is where the Zendikar fetches are going to go.
1: Yeah, I think they have to.
2: And I think if they, I'm not saying they would do this, but I really hope they don't kind of treat them like they did Goys and put them at Mythic.
0: I think that would be a huge oh, mistake. Oh, that would be a huge mistake, yeah. They, yeah well, they, we they need they have to be fair. Right? I mean, the original Modern Masters was an incredible format because it gave you so many options for mana fixing.
1: So they're either giving us those, and unless they're like actually saving them to print in a set, which I don't think they are, Um, they're either going to give us those, or they might give us the um the filter lands. Mm
2: -hmm. I'd be okay with Uh, the
1: filter lands because the filter 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 lands lands are not nearly as intimidating, and they're really good. Um, also, like at lower level, um, stuff they might be able to give us the Ravnica Caroos to help with the fixing there, and a little bit of the ramp effect, and that's not going to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. I
2: honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if they gave us the Tron
0: Hmm.
2: at uncommon. I mean, on, is, if they put them out in common, that's, that's a pr- not a bad strategy in limited at all. It's and then all awesome. the tools, all the tools to bring out Tron, all super can work effectively in all other decks. I mean, we've talked about probably thinking Scape Shifts going to be there. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're, Escape if Shifts if you you there, Ember
1: honestly, and you just force Tron, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. It works with Embercoil. It works with possibility of Karn. Um, it works with just giving you lots of mana. Yeah. Um, Tron would be kind of, Tron would be cool. Um, I think that if we, you know, if we think Scape Shift's going be there, Valakut's probably gonna be there too.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I that, that, uh, I, I think putting Valakut in is, uh, I'm not gonna call it a no-brainer, but I, I think it's real likely.
1: So even all these years later, whenever I look at Valakut, my mind puts the word legendary on it, and it's wrong every time.
2: It is wrong every time. Well, it's all and, of those, and it always all hurts. of those lands. It's all of those lands you know you got Magosi um, the water veil vale and all those it's they sound legendary because of their name, but they're not
1: yeah um another like another option for um if they were putting lands at rare if they didn't want to mess with the others, then they could print the um the man lands from World wake, oh yeah, uh get some celestial colonides out and stuff like that, like no Creeping one's gonna cry about getting fruits. more of those
2: yeah or um the raging ravines is that they are from Jund those are not easy to those aren't that cheap,
0: yeah
1: yeah, I think that um there's a wide variety of options depending on the archetypes they go with. I mean, you know for whatever we say, modern is certainly not tapped now. um I don't think this is something that they can do year after year. I could see this being an alternating thing where they do that this year and then next year it's conspiracy 2016 and then modern masters twenty seventeen and they just tag back and forth with their limited formats.
0: But yeah, we don't I,
1: really know enough yet.
0: I could see them doing it every other year. I mean we we went from the original Modern Masters, we now went forward by essentially two sets. We added Zendikar, we added Scar's block. Next time around they would add what? Uh, Innistrad and,
1: Ravnica.
0: and and RTR.
1: Yeah. Well, see that's the thing where it not becomes having... a weird extended.
2: <laughs> not not having um in a strata, there was a few cards that I think would have been nice for like this, like Geist and Liliana, mm-hmm. Delver. Mm-mm. I don't think they entity. would
1: actually put double face cards in these things.
2: You're right. Yeah, I was just I just thought about that. Plus, Delver was is not a hard card to find.
0: Uh No, but Delver and foil is still stupidly expensive. Really? Oh yeah. Maybe we should sell mine. Yeah. Foil
1: double face cards in general are pricey because they're just so cool. Like the foil um, hunt masters and the foil um, Garricks are pretty up there too.
0: Oh yeah, he's not as bad as I thought he was. He's only sixteen dollars for a foil Delver.
1: Foil uncommon.
0: I I still thought he was closer to thirty. Oh well, uh, no, he's a foil common.
1: Foil common, right. sorry.
0: Delver of yeah. Secrets was a frickin' common little bastard.
1: Yeah well. But, yeah, um, so that's, I guess, first impressions on this. I mean, with what little information we have to work with, I think we got a decent amount of guesses out. It'll be fun to revisit this in, you know, six months when we actually know. Yeah. Because we're not going to actually know what the set is until mid-May, so.
0: That's right. We still have two more sets to go through before we can make it there. Uh And, and in fact, don't we have one more core set before we hit this?
1: Uh, This will be before the core set. Okay. Because core sets are usually like a July thing. So we'll have this, and then, like, literally week after this comes out, we'll have Vegas. And then we will make the slow, poor walk back from Vegas, because we'll be out of money. And <laughs> then they'll immediately start hitting us with previews of the summer set and the fall set, and then we'll just cry a little bit and give them more money.
0: Uh, and then after that, we'll hit a more sane schedule on set releases, since we won't be cramming a core set in there.
1: Yeah, it'll just be jam normal. Yeah. Magic 2016, The Wrath of Corsets, The Return of the Giant Spider.
0: Yeah, look, if they don't call it Omega, they have missed out. Wow. Well, look, the first Corset was Alpha. Yeah, this one should be Omega. They have to do that. Even if they don't, I'm gonna, so...
1: Play Death name. Yeah. That's how you know you've actually got to the end of Magic when they just name a set Omega.
0: That's right. Uh, they turn off the lights, and it'll be, it'll be like Kaijudo. They'll just release the set as a PDF that they give to people who went to the last tournament.
1: The Omega set will have just as many lands in each pack of cards as the Alpha set, and everyone cries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, that's that's pretty horrible.
1: Why did would Alpha have a lot of lands in it?
0: Uh, yeah, because... That's how you got them. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, uh, you didn't get a land per pack. Lands just came as normal cards in packs. So you could, you could crack a pack of alpha and have like three basic lands in it.
2: Oh, uh, well, I suppose, yeah, they didn't have other ways of getting basic
0: lands. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are all these sad videos of people opening up their, um, their packs of like unlimited or revised online or something with high hopes of, you know, getting moxes or power or whatever. And then when they actually open it, it's like island, plains, plains, land of war elf. Island, they realize they're almost halfway done and just start crying. It's, it's pretty rough.
2: That, that, that sounds really, really rough.
0: Yeah, well, you won't have to worry about that with Modern Masters 2015 because there are no basics. So, yep. we'll give you a foil instead, but maybe it'll be a foot. No, there aren't any foil basics either for that matter. All right. Well, uh, any other parting words about, uh, the Modern Masters 2015? Well, let me ask this. Are you guys planning on going to TBD? no (laughs) rich just Uh, laughs no oh god no
1: it's going to be one of those things where it has to be a critical mass of my friends going Uh like i'm not going to fly across the country and put up all the vacation money to sit in a room and actually play magic but i might fly across the country and put up the vacation money to spend time with my friends in vegas while a magic tournament's happening so if all of my friends are like nah man Then I am not going to go. And I will be sad because I was at home during the last Vegas and like no one was on Twitter. Right. And it was, well, that's not true. Like everyone was on Twitter talking about how awesome that was. If you ignored the Vegas hashtag, no one was on Twitter. So I'm hoping that my friends can go, but I'm not going to pressure them because obviously this is going to be very expensive. Yeah.
2: That's just it. I mean, like me, you know, I'm married, you know, if I'm going to go to Vegas, my wife's going to want to come. She's not going to want to go for a magic tournament.
0: Well, no, but there's plenty she can do in Vegas while you're at the magic tournament.
2: She's not. She's not going to be in Vegas by her, doing stuff by herself.
0: She won't be by herself. There'll be thousands of other people there.
2: She doesn't know. No clues.
0: All right. Well, here's here's what you need to do. You need to get your wife playing magic. Duh. Ideally, you need to then become a judge. Get her to become a judge, and then then go to the event.
2: Yeah, I don't think
1: any of that's gonna happen in time to go. It's like watching a cult operate.
0: With <laughs> or my ears. Or maybe that's just my plan. Because I'm intending to go, the wife's intending to go. We've both applied to be on staff. So with luck we'll we'll be judging in Vegas again. That'd be awesome. Last time around was quite an experience. I'm hoping that it goes a little more smoothly logistically this time. Uh but still it was it was it was a damn good time. And you know, maybe it's uh maybe it's Stockholm syndrome, I don't know, but I want to do it again.
1: I do not think it's going to be the 10,000-person juggernaut that people are setting it up to be, though.
0: Yeah, well, uh it depends entirely on if the, the growth of magic continues. I mean...
1: I think we've... it depends more on the side events, honestly. Yeah. Because the last one had ridiculously high-value side events. It did. To the point where you played in the main event because you were there but you were totally happy to drop it and go do ridiculous side events and have fun with that all weekend.
0: All the value.
1: And I think if this one's going to be a case of I flew over here and my pool is terrible and I owe two, and then my options are I can go spend, you know, 50 bucks on a draft, then I'm not going to want to do that. They're yeah. going to have to have some high-value side events for me.
2: It's, it, absolutely.
0: All right. Well, I think we'll put this one this this bit of speculation to bed for this time around. Um, but uh, I I want to thank Squee for joining us tonight. Uh, Squee, if folks want to uh, find more from you or contact you, how might they do such a thing?
1: Yeah, if you go on Twitter, um, do a search for at Squee Goblin Nabob. Uh, there's no Y in Goblin because I sold it to a, Ford, a pack of Modern Masters. And from there, I will ramble and post and misuse hashtags all the time. Um, In the case of this week, um, we sort of invented a hashtag on Monday Night Magic that has an actual function, which is Eminem Wish. And that's where you say what you want to see in Modern Masters because we're going to talk about that next week. And it probably won't as heavily overlap with this as you think because we've got some really interesting things people want to see in it. So we'll be able to dig some of those
0: out. Yeah, so definitely hit that hashtag.
2: Clues if you hashtag
0: Chase the Fine Sculpture. I haven't yet. I, I will totally put that on there, though. I will retweet
1: it when Clues does that with no context. It'll be awesome.
0: Just to see my followers all just completely... Someone is going to probably need to be hospitalized after I do that. And I apologize. They're just going
1: to report your account is hacked. They're just going to shut you down.
0: That is a possibility. Definitely a possibility. Well, if you want to reach us here at this show... There are several ways you can do that. Of course, you can email us. We are mtgcardadvantage at gmail.com. You can find us on our own website. That is cardadvantagecast.com. And you can find us on the Twitters where we are at cardadvantage. Uh, and we are always happy to hear from folks. So uh, let us know what you think. I'm sure you think we're wrong in some cases and right in others. Uh Do hit that M&M wish hashtag uh just so that uh, we can get more people uh doing that. And if you want to reach me directly, you can always do that uh on the Twitters, probably the best way. I am at LockLuzet, just like it is in the show notes.
1: I am at Jack LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the reason I can't use Twitter at work anymore, you jerk.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, he is at MindMage. There are some fours in there. Again, check the show notes.
1: There it's, are fours in there.
0: You know. No Generally yeah. where A's are. Generally, not always. Just add a four. When in doubt, put a four in there. It'll be fine. Uh anyway, thank you all very much for listening. We will see you all next time.
2: were the ones you used to- Clues. Even California. I don't want Jace reprinted.
0: Hey, whether I want it or not, I think it's going to happen.
2: Jace gets reprinted, you're paying
0: $30 a pack easily. Yes. I don't want to do any of these things.